This is the Open to Alchemy podcast, and I'm your host, Lauren Ivey. I'm so excited to have you here joining these conscious conversations about the transformation that's possible for all of us. My approach to spirituality has always been part woo and part work. So in this podcast, we talk about all the incredible spiritual modalities and add in a bunch of practical things that really make it fit into our lives. I can't wait for you to join me. Hey there, welcome to the Open to Alchemy podcast. I am your host, Lauren, and I don't even know where to start. I am recording this on Monday, October 16th, and if you are checking into any news or social media, then you will know that the last week has been a lot. There has been so much um, violence, hurt, bloodshed of innocent people in the past week. It is really just overwhelming. And I have been sitting with what to say and share to be in any way helpful, in any way of service to you, my lovely, wonderful, incredible listening community who I'm sure is heartbroken as I am for any loss of life, especially innocent children, women, men who are just living in an area of the world that is just unfortunately inflicted and surrounded with um with violence with terrorism with awful attacks and I very much don't want this to be a political platform and I feel really sad that there are sides that are being taken and lines drawn in the sand of standing for one group over another group when I feel in my heart of hearts that it should be an opportunity to unify against this kind of unprovoked attack against hatred and bigotry and racism and homophobia and misogyny and all of the different discriminations that so many groups of people face. But unfortunately, in our current climate, it is very much become a divisive issue where people feel they need to take sides, they need to stand for one group over another. And I do very much understand that if you feel like your chosen group is the the one victim and the one who needs the louder voice, the louder sense of appeal and aid and I mean, I do truly understand that. I really do. And 
So what I think I'm here to share in this episode is just guidance for those of us who are feeling heartbroken, for those of us who are feeling overwhelmed, helpless, not sure what to do, not sure how to move forward. And again, this latest incident in the Middle East, this latest situation is the catalyst for this conversation. But there are things every single day that happen in our private lives, in our intimate community, in our neighborhoods, in the world at large that could create this sense of complete dysregulation and disruption and pain and suffering. And so this is an episode for any times and all times. And again, my wish is just that you receive it, you take in what resonates with you, what is valuable to you, and leave the rest behind. And of course, if you do find value in it, I would love for you to share it with somebody that is hurting, that is struggling, that has communicated to you that they are feeling again, overwhelmed, overloaded, distressed, unwell, any of those things that that we all are feeling and all have a higher chance of feeling in in this current climate. For me, the one of the most important and helpful things that I can do is to first recognize what it is that I am am feeling and and why. So what can happen in a situation like this where you see people being hurt, people being killed, people crying, scared, feeling, you know, afraid for their future, for their loss of life, for their well-being, all of the things that so many people are experiencing right now is this sense of what I would call in others empathic distress. And you can tell that you're experiencing that because you might be taking on those other people's emotions and feelings as your own. It is very natural and common to deeply identify with the suffering that somebody else is experiencing and and pull that in so close into your energetic field that you start to feel those same feelings as if you are experiencing that yourself. And you also might just be feeling that from the collective energy, right? It's like this this heaviness, this this anger, this fear, this angst, this total imbalance and you know, absence of peace, absence of freedom, absence of safety, all of those things are being felt by such a large group of people right now that if you are someone who is tapped into that consciously or unconsciously, you might also be just 
having that feeling in your body as well. And it can, again, feel like it's something that you are physically experiencing, even though you might be at a very great physical distance from this situation, it can very much mimic it in your real life. Your blood pressure feels higher, your heart rate is beating faster, your body feels tense, you're, you just feel nervous, anxious, scared, a heightened sense of fear and worry and discomfort, all of those things that you are physically feeling right now is something that's happening because you are taking on the emotions of either specific individuals, again, whether it be somebody that you directly know in the area and directly affected or through a friend or family member who is posting or sharing from a story that you saw on the news from just the collective energy of everybody in the world really honing in on this and thinking about it and you know these these feelings i know a lot of people have a hard time understanding and expressing this energetic or vibrational pull that we can feel but this is a really good example for you if you are feeling it to be able to tap into and connect with that when so many eyes and ears and hearts and minds are focused on one singular thing it it is palpable it is tangible it seeps into our our dreams our waking moments our conversations our thoughts it's just it's almost inevitable that we are going to at some point be consumed by it or overly thinking about it or just really putting a lot of our own energy into it. The other thing that you may be experiencing is insomnia, um, waking up in the middle of the night, having trouble falling asleep, waking up a lot of times um, is definitely something that you might be experiencing. Procrastination, not wanting to get your stuff done, you know, doom scrolling, what's the latest update, what's the news, who commented on my comment, who liked my post, who said what, what's the latest news, what's the latest update, and that can just sort of spiral into not being productive, not taking care of yourself, not putting your time and energy and your heart into the things that you know really are your responsibility for the day even I know a lot of people are having so much trouble focusing and so much trouble concentrating on what they need to be getting done and again while that's totally understandable and and at times reasonable it it doesn't serve you in the sense that that stress of not getting done your work or your chores or going to the doctor or making your appointments or whatever it is that you were supposed to be doing for the day, that's only adding to your stress and discomfort is to have those additional things be looming. And so just wanna put that out there that when we feel 
hopeless and helpless about a situation, there can be this pull to using information and staying informed as a way to soothe ourselves, as a way to even convince or trick ourselves that we are doing something about it because sometimes the only thing we can do about it is to stay informed. And yes, I agree, you want to have the latest information, maybe, but by pushing off or ignoring or you know, putting yourself in such a state that you're not getting good sleep is surely not serving you or anybody else in the long run. Another big symptom of empathic distress is this idea of self-soothing by doing the things that aren't good for us, but that feel good in the moment. And these could be the things that you always go for when you are sad or upset or new things could pop up. So if you find yourself eating more than usual, drinking more than usual, binge watching TV, doing all the retail therapy, again, doom scrolling, these things that we think are gonna make us feel better and maybe do in the quick moment of time, really don't make us feel better in the long run. And in fact, I think can even go the opposite direction and make us feel more distressed and more upset and more down and depressed because now we've added this other much more personal layer onto ourselves. So that's another thing to be aware of. And then this other one is a little bit sneakier but it's something that I definitely notice in myself and and is happens with other people as well, is when you have something like this happening in your life, again, whether it be this current situation or something else that feels like it's out of our control, we can get hyper-focused on a different area that feels like we do have control over. So maybe it's crazy focus on like getting the house clean and being organized and not having any tolerance for mess or clutter or disorganization. Or maybe it's something with the kids behaving a certain way or at work just being so uber focused on getting that thing done or having everything work out exactly right. And you may not make the immediate connection to it, but if you're able to sit with it and and really get to the root of how you are acting and especially if it's in a way that seems kind of out of character for you, it very much might be a connection to this empathic distress and becoming hyper-focused in an area can, can again, really help us have the illusion of control, help us feel better, help us feel like, oh, we've got it together. But it, again, it's, it's, these are all things, the four things that I mentioned, or more than four, are all just human condition. They're all so natural. There is not sharing them so that you can feel bad about them or 
have something else on your list to worry about, I'm just sharing them so that you can be aware of them if it's something that you have noticed in yourself or in your close friends or family so that you can really share compassion with yourself, share compassion with others. This is a really hard time. It's really stressful. It has shaken a lot of people to the core and questioning their values and their morals and you know our humanity as as a people as a human species in many ways and so if you are feeling empathic distress as so many millions of people are these are some of the ways that it might be showing up and again that's really taking on others emotions and feelings and having difficulty discerning those it's feeling like you can't sleep, you can't work, you have no interest in doing the things that you normally do. It's trying to self-soothe through many of our favorite <laughs> habits such as eating more, drinking more, shopping, binging TV, all of those things. And again, becoming hyper-focused on an area where we feel like we should have control but we actually don't and maybe creating some havoc in the meantime so those are some of the ways that empathic distress can show up and I wanted to share those with you so what can we do when we are feeling this way and how can we start to better separate ourselves, our individual energy from a situation, from surroundings, from the energy in our environment, from the energy in the collective. Here are a few different ways that can help you, can help all of us self-regulate and get back into our bodies and and try to find some calm in this crazy storm. So the first thing is to get quiet. And y'all know if you listen, I am just the biggest fan of getting quiet. And especially now when there is so much noise, so much chatter, so much posting, so much divisiveness so much anger and and hatred and and really vitriol being spread in every corner of the internet being in silence and having no outside stimulation can be so beneficial so nourishing to start the morning that way, to take a few breaks, really many breaks during the day, to reset your own energy, to drive without the music on, to take a walk without your phone, to sit after dinner and just put all of the noise, all of that chatter to rest. And The goal with this being quiet and any sort of silent meditation is not to 
have your mind be silent. And I think that that's a common misconception is people think that they can't meditate because the thoughts keep coming and so they're no good at it. Well, the truth is the thoughts will keep coming. They do keep coming. And the goal of meditation, although yes, in the very, very, very long run, it is to quiet your mind and slow down your thoughts. It is definitely not the goal or expectation or aspiration for that to happen in the beginning or even for the majority of time that you have a meditation practice. The goal is to be able to separate yourself from the thoughts so you can be a witness, so you can be an observer, so you can notice the thought come in, let the thought go out without holding attachment to it, without assigning a value to it or a judgment or having a reaction or having to take action. And it's such an incredible practice to be able to be the watcher of your thoughts, to separate yourself from the very busy, active minds that we all have. And again, we think these thoughts, I don't know this the stat off the top of my head, but it's something like 90 to 95% of our thoughts are repetitive, meaning we've thought them before and we continue to think them again and again and again. And also the vast majority of those thoughts are not truths. They are just (laughs) opinions that we have formed about ourselves or about others or about a situation. And so we can very easily just get stuck in this, this loop of, of negativity and despair. And it's just a forever going cycle until you are able to break free of that, to step away, to get a moment, many moments of silence and be able to see, wow, I've had that thought five other times this hour. I've said that to myself 10 other times today. I keep looping around to this same idea. And by the way, it's not even true. Is like a really so transformative. It is earth shattering to realize and recognize that your thoughts are not true, that your mind is not always (laughs) the best safest place for you to be spending all of your time and energy and so being quiet is a beautiful practice in order to start to get back into your own energy to start to see your thoughts for what they are not truths not not anything more than just beliefs just statements that you've repeated to yourself The next thing that I am going to suggest to help you navigate this crazy time and any crazy time and regulate your nervous system is to take a news break. And I'm sorry, news junkies. I know this one is so hard because you want to stay up to date and you are in many ways feel soothed, 
by being connected and knowing what's happening. And again, especially if you have family or friends deeply embedded in this situation and connected, of course you want to stay like at the forefront of all the information that's coming. But I would just really encourage you to limit it if you can to a few times a day not certainly not every hour to be checking in on the news if you can check once in the morning and once in the evening limit your time to a few minutes just to get the top information or the most relevant the most helpful it is going to go such a long way to helping you regain some sense of calm and order over your body, over your autonomy and sovereignty, and and keep you in a place where you feel healthier and more able to face not only the terrible news that's happening worldwide, but also more able to face your daily responsibilities. And again, I know that it is really addictive, you know, with this used to be a 24 hour news cycle. And now it's a minute by minute news cycle of what's new and breaking news and, and the alerts and the flashes and, and yes, it's incredibly valuable to have that information. And also we need to know that, that whole news industry and the way that things are being pumped out to us, not to be all conspiracy theory, but here's the situation. Of course, things are being shared in a timely fashion in order to keep us checking breaking news alerts and, you know, this thing happening and that thing happening. We are not meant as a species to consume at this frequency at this speed this amount of information that is pure and simple that is biological evolution it is just too much for us there is no way we can handle it is beyond dysregulating it is beyond overwhelming it gives us headaches and panic attacks and heart palpitations and it makes us crave more and more and more the same way that any other drug would being addicted to the news and the latest and greatest information is a terrible cycle that many of us have gotten hooked into again understandably with so much going on whether it be the current situation in the middle east or politics or the shootings i mean there's so much going on worldwide that it's natural to want to stay informed but i love you so much and i want you to try to take a break for your own well-being um okay the next one is to create better boundaries and this is a really hard one because we all are connected in varying degrees to each other. We are completely interconnected, interdependent. Hopefully you have a wide, beautiful, diverse, inclusive population that you spend your days with, that you are connected to online. 
And there's so many incredible benefits from that. The flip side of that is that you most likely are going to have people in your family, in your life, in your feed, in your kids' school, in your work that have vastly different opinions than you do. They are opinions and they are entitled to them just like you are, but it can be incredibly triggering and upsetting to see a person who you love, care about, value as a colleague, a friend, a family member, voice an opinion that is completely counter to yours. So here's what I would say about that. Number one, I might be in the minority, but I do not believe that you have to end friendships, stop talking to family members, change your job because you see somebody posting something that is counter to you. If you want to, and if it feels like you are in a supremely toxic environment, or obviously if something is being communicated in a way that is discriminatory or hateful or in any way deeply targeting and affecting you, obviously, please take care of yourself as a priority. But if that's not the case and somebody is just voicing a different opinion, based on their experience, I I feel at this moment, again, subject to change, that for me, at this moment, I am not choosing to unfollow those people. I am not choosing to cut off communication with those people. And there's a few reasons for it. First of all, I don't want to be in a world and a bubble where I only hear my own opinion and and perspective and ideas being regurgitated. For me, I don't feel like that's how I learn and grow and evolve. For me, I find value and beauty in being able to hear somebody else's experience, hear somebody else's perspective, again, with respect, with compassion. I'm not talking about people shouting hate speech or discriminatory practices or anything like that. I'm talking about two people having a civil, mindful disagreement and discussion with two different sets of viewpoints. I think that that's valuable. I think that that is how we as a people grow and evolve and you know extend compassion and empathy to people that are different from us. It's really easy to love everybody that's exactly the same and feels exactly the same. It's a lot harder and a lot more meaningful practice to extend that same love and empathy and compassion to people who feel differently than you. And I'll tell you what, they might feel differently from you on this issue or maybe every issue, 
But there's something called common humanity, and I think it's severely, sorely missing in right now in our culture where when you look at somebody else and all you see is their differences, of course, it's very easy to other somebody. And it's very easy for somebody else to other you, meaning they can build this wall and pretend that you are not as meaningful and not as valuable of human life as they are. They can make you feel less than, and we can do the same to other people. And this idea of common humanity, which I learned about in my compassion training program, is about finding the similarities, which means what do we have that is the same with somebody that we think is a complete polar opposite to us. They might live on the other side of the world. They might be a different gender, religion, race, background, but they are still human and they have a family and they love their parents and their partners and their children, regardless of whether they show it in the same way you do, to deny somebody's humanity is what creates, in my opinion, this divisiveness in the first place. And so when I say creating better boundaries, that's making sure that you are keeping yourself open if possible to people who maybe feel differently than you and also if again for any reason you are feeling attacked or belittled or discriminated against even if it's somebody who agrees with you and they are constantly provoking and sharing and like constantly the naysayer, and did you see what this one posted? And did you hear what that one said? And did you hear about that? Even if it's the same quote unquote side as you, putting some boundaries up so that you can come to your own opinions. You can decide what matters to you, what you're gonna choose to feel, what you're gonna choose to get upset about, what you are going to choose to respond to, react to, or ignore those are all reasons for creating better boundaries and the other things that i would say for how to come back into your body try to regulate is to do things that feel good to you and i know this sounds so privileged and i know this sounds so potentially silly and you know, whatever word you want to assign to it, but you can't suffer enough to prevent someone else from suffering. We all are in the position that we're in, and I feel like the onus is on each and every one of us to shine our lights and be as bright as we can be. And if that means doing something that feels good so that you can show up at work as a nurse or a customer service person or working at the airport or working at a cafe and smile at someone and be kind and that changes somebody's day and that changes somebody's outlook and perspective, then 
that is our important work in the world and the more we take care of ourselves the more we sleep well and eat well and exercise and meditate and reach out to friends and and donate money and raise funds and volunteer and all the things that make us feel good those put us in the energy of being a problem solver those put us in the energy of being helpful and it takes us out of being so reactionary and so angry and so just ready to tear down and destroy everyone in our path and again it might seem frivolous or really just like deeply privileged to talk about feeling good but it's the same it's the oxygen mask analogy that we hear on every plane ride you have to put on your own mask first before you can help anybody else and to stay in your positive energy is a priority and please don't let anybody minimize that or take that away from you you are entitled to your own individual energy field and it is nearly impossible to do good for other people if you are coming from a place of emptiness and the last one that I would say, and I think so many of us are already clued into this, potentially in a little bit of a sidetracked way, but, you know, being an upstander, which I talk to my kids about and I've talked about on this podcast before, if there is a positive action you can take, do so. If it's collecting money, if it's letter writing, if it's sharing resources, anything that you think is valuable that will help you feel more engaged and more impactful is so needed. The caveat with that is that commenting on every person's post that feels differently than you is not being an upstander, in my opinion. I feel like that energy can be used in such a more powerful, helpful way. Again, if you see somebody doing something that is outright discrimination or or spreading absolute, you know, untruths and hatred, yes, please stand up. Please say this is this is untrue. Check your facts or here's a better resource. But I would encourage you in in that response, in that reaction, to remember that that reply has an energy. The response, the reply, the email, whatever you're doing has an energy and and it can be one of positivity. It can be one that moves your mission and your, your guiding principles forward rather than having it be something where in a day or a week you're going to look back and and wish that you had used your energy differently you wish you would have channeled a greater good a greater cause something more more positive more peaceful more in the essence of of the cause that you're representing so i know this was a lot and i will hopefully be hearing 
positive things from you. I hope this lands in all of the spirit and intention in which it has been created and really channeled from from me, from my higher source, from all of the love and positive energy that I have in my heart for each and every one of you, for each person personally affected by this situation and the the millions of situations that happen on a daily basis. I love you all so very much and I wish you peace and comfort and stillness and the ability to refine yourself in this crazy sea of chaos and please reach out if you have questions comments thoughts in need of any sort of guidance or support thank you all so much for listening to the open to alchemy podcast you can find more about me on all the social places instagram facebook clubhouse at open.to.alchemy that's open the word t-o alchemy or at my website, opentoalchemy.com. See you next time.